What's up, everybody? We are back with another episode of Sheeple's Army. Uh, Going to be a little bit of a different vibe around here today. We are we are, uh, we are short. We're short a sheeple. Um, T- Feel TJ like shit, is, man. Just want him back. Just <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just want him back. Um, we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna do what we can to. We've got so normally it's normally it's Tyler, TJ, and Justin. Today we've got Tyler and Justin. So we're gonna mm. try to kind of synthesize and and kind of we're gonna we're gonna try to make we're gonna try to split Justin and I up and then have another person kind of with the. It's gonna be an interesting. It's gonna be an interesting project. It'll be interesting, you know. Ho- hopefully, we can <laughs> we can make another at least workable TJ. But we'll have to see. Yeah. <laughs> hey guys, TJ here. It's great to be around my human friends. I love both of your brains. You're so smart and great. And when I grow up, I wish to be just like both of you. Or my name isn't TJ. Yeah. Exactly. Um. Yeah. Definitely. Um. <laughs> So, so how, how was your week, Tyler? My week was, yeah. dude. I, um, my brain is kind of mush right now. I've, uh, I've been watching way too much King of Queens. It's <laughs> 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 gonna be. I'm That's just gonna great. come out and say it. <laughs> Full disclosure. I'm um, not scared of what anyone thinks. Uh, <laughs> yeah. How, uh, how? How's your week been? Uh, my week has been all right. Um, mm-hmm. Doing some stuff for work and um, was quarantining for the first part of it because I, you know, just got back to Seattle a couple of days ago, like right. a week ago. Um, yeah, and doing some work. I don't have to teach again until February, so I'm super happy about that. Like, I love my students, but it's it's exhausting being a teacher. So, been playing a lot of banjo and, um, you know, seeing my girlfriend a little bit. So that's been pretty good. That sounds good. That's that sounds great. Yeah, it's good to have it's time to, to hard play to music. <laughs> yeah, um, no, time to play banjo is the best, man. It's just amazing. Um, definitely. So yeah, it's been cool. It's um, good. Um. Uh. So something that happened. Let's see. There was some some new footage came out from the Capitol riots that we had that we spent some time on last week. Mm-hmm. Um, it was from the it was from the New Yorker, and uh, so apparently I don't I I'm guessing I think this person was actually a journalist, and they basically went they they were recording and they kind of followed with the they they went in with the uh, with the rioters and they kind of they kind of went around and and filmed some of the uh, some of the happenings. I don't know for sure if the person was a journalist. I kind of think they were though, but um, mm-hmm. I mean anyway, they, I saw they've a got a lot of videos of- from journalists from inside. Right. Yeah. They've, uh, they've, they, they got a lot of good, a lot of good stuff. Um, let's see. Oh my God. So they actually went, they actually went into the chamber with, you know, the, the, the dude with the horns uh, the, that got his yeah. picture taken. So they the were Q in there. They, yeah. They, they were in there with, with that guy. And it was, it was actually like a pretty small group who were, who were in there, at least at, at the point where, where he was filming these guys. Oh, were, I did see uh, that video. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it was pretty, it was pretty funny. I mean, there is a part where those dudes were looking through like the binders and they're like, there's, there's gotta be something in here. Like, like as if there was like, 
As if there, <laughs> there's gonna be like information about the cabal that was gonna like because <laughs> that's that's like where yeah. that's where they would keep it. it. It would be all it would all be in the chamber, all the stuff. That <laughs> be the chamber. It would just be like Pizzagate was real, just written in binders <laughs> over and over again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What exactly. was crazy about that video for me was that like the the guard. So there were a couple things. Number one was the the dude in the buffalo horns being like, "Holy shit, look at this guy! Look at these patriots! This dude's fucking bleeding! Holy shit!" <laughs> <laughs> like that was just a really insane way to just approach strangers that you don't know. Number one, right? And then number two was the security guard who came in yeah. and <laughs> had his mask like barely covering his mouth. Like, they're just, like, uh, being, like, uh, guys, come on, like, please stop, come on. Yeah, his words were, his words were, some, it was something like, is there any way I could get you guys to leave the, uh, chamber? Yeah, this is, like, the most sacred and, place, guys. <laughs> and the guys were, like, they were, like, uh, I mean, basically, like, no, like, there's not, we're not gonna leave it. And the guy just kind of, like, well, it's okay, whatever. Which, it was, like, it's pretty bizarre, it's, like, definitely a bizarre interaction so you know and then they go out and they were at like a bunch of uh, a bunch of the riot cops were or the capitol police were like standing outside <laughs> like so they just sent in one guy which i guess you know yeah you i can understand the use of that of that sort of tactic where you're like we're not all gonna move in uh all at yeah. once it would be nice to see that uh that kind of tactic employed in literally any other situation <laughs> yes <laughs> but, uh, completely like you know it's <laughs> Like yeah. I'm not, I'm not pro police. Just kind of as a rule, I'm just not. Um, right. But like at the same time, uh, I'm kind of like, well, why aren't you beating the shit out of these people if you just spent the last whatever like six months sure. beating the shit out of us? You know. Yeah, that that's um, the thing. I mean, it's it's a it's definitely a double standard that you know you can you mm -hmm. can I think it reasonably can point out while also saying no. Like ultimately, I don't want the cops beating the shit out of anybody. Yeah. Right. Definitely. Yeah. It's like it, it it's you know, the cops approached like the Black Lives Matter uprisings as uh as like if an invading force, right? They had like right. military gear there, right? And they're treating mm -hmm. these actual fascists like they're uh, like in the same fraternity. It's like, oh yeah, you know, this guy yeah. can be kind of a dick, but like right. <laughs> come on. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's like bas yeah. basically the relationship we're seeing, right? That's how these people see each other as like, you know, fundamentally not not all that different. Well, and the it it is funny, like the the some of the footage from the the New Yorker thing showed, like a lot of these rioters really were like walking around, like following these cops around, like verbally sucking their cocks, like saying like we love you guys, like we support <laughs> so you guys, and and the cops, the yeah. cops are even kind of like it was almost like that situation where. Uh, what was the uh, Tom Steyer where that dude like really wanted to like like hang out with Bernie Sanders? It seemed like and yeah. Bernie's like yeah yeah, yeah okay, okay whatever <laughs> <laughs> yeah that kind of that kind of felt like that was these these cops approach because you so know funny. <laughs> so but, funny but uh, yeah, yeah I mean just like a really a really bizarre situation yeah and yeah that that interaction with that cop was obviously very telling um, yeah. And, like, and I, I have never once been spoken to that way by a police officer. <laughs> right. Like, no. Yeah. Okay, guys, but just so you know, I, just so you know, this is like the sacredest place. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is the sacredest. Okay, great. That's awesome. You know. So get I mean, your selfies. The FBI but try is not to. <laughs> definitely going to come after you. What'd you say? 
<laughs> so get your selfies, but don't damage anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh my god! Wow. What yeah, really, joke. really telling. And yeah, just like we talked about last week too. Overall, a very bizarre situation. I mean, just like these people yeah. kind of casually walking around the Capitol building that they like mm-hmm. literally broke into, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, like, <laughs> yeah. Insane. Yeah. Like, and, and as we said last week, too, it's this kind of funny thing where, like, most of the people who went in there were probably just going in to take a look, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> which is just kind of funny. It's, it's like, hilarious. Yeah. It's like just yeah. ridiculous. <laughs> I So, there are like some things that I think have been interesting about the way this is played out in the press. Um, one of those is that, like, Dems seem to really be going on the offensive to be like, this was a pack of bloodthirsty maniacs. And, like, Absolutely. to a certain degree, like, of course, that's right. Um, sure. Yeah, I don't even know. Like, you know, it's, it's kind of hard to say, honestly, from where I'm sitting, like exactly what the makeup of the group people that was there was and what people because exactly it's not were planning it's, on doing. it's not a it's not a monolith. It's really not. Yeah. I mean, it's like there was a lot of there was a lot of of like discourse about like, oh, they were like uh, they were all like small business owners or like they were all <laughs> like working class. Like, no, it was mm-hmm. like it was both probably. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, it's funny it's that like that. Yeah, and and it's like yeah, it's really funny that that one lady took like a private jet to like to go and <laughs> commit federal crimes or whatever. Like that's really funny. I didn't yeah, know that. um, that's pretty awesome. But like yeah, I'm sure there were some people there who also uh, maybe didn't have didn't have anything to lose, and then obviously some that did. Yeah. Right. Definitely. Um, yeah, and, and, and that actually kind of sad. You know. Oh, it's kind of sad. You said it's like kind of sad in a way. Yeah. It's like, you like, know, I'm sure there are people whose lives are going to be ruined by that. And like, I don't know, that doesn't bring me any joy either, really. Oh, no. Um, yeah, not at all. I mean, like, and and like the thing about like this, this is the thing, because like a lot of this stuff is really funny and it's kind of funny to see it get like come back to bite people in the ass. Um, but then yeah. also, um. I mean, like we've talked about, see, you know, having people having uh, like even seeing leftists laughing about like turning people into the FBI is definitely like a weird vibe, yeah. right? Yeah, because um, that's <laughs> not an that's not an institution that's ever been on our side, and it's not something that we should try to further legitimize, even if it feels good right now, right? Exactly. Um, it's yeah. like it's so short-sighted, and I got into an argument yeah. with somebody on the Twitter uh, pod account um, mm-hmm. about this, and they were like, "Oh, like, but you know, isn't this the best thing we can do to weaken them right now?" And it's like, not really. Like no. the FBI is, they can find out like any information they really want to. Right? They found they found out the identity of somebody who was at the protests uh, this summer um from an etsy page they tracked an etsy page and they right. tracked her payment and they figured out who she was right it, like they literally let people like l- just leave they let people leave they didn't do anything they like bust them out of there and that was it um and right. now and then they went and arrested them later like this is they're fine yeah. they don't need your help <laughs> um That's and, like, you shouldn't the help them yeah, like yeah. they're your, they're they're they are your enemy. If you are a leftist, they are your enemy. They've shown that they they are more than willing to extra extrajudicially murder uh, leftist organizers without a second thought. So I really don't think that we should be helping them at all. Exactly. Yeah, I think that that's a really important point. And and then also to your point about the Dems 
playing this up as if and like we talked about last week you know or like you said playing playing it playing it up as like these were bloodthirsty you know people yeah and then playing playing up the situation like you know turning really ultimately turning it into something that it, that it really wasn't right the the, yeah. the whole the whole you thing know. about the coup and 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 what I and yeah. what I had brought up last week about Chuck Schumer uh you know comparing it to Pearl Harbor <laughs> yeah. um, and, and that that actually that that brings us to this uh there was this article in the intercept about the the no fly list the uh the picture for the article is like a it's like a picture of Chuck Schumer holding he holding up a uh, like a, a piece of paper where he's t- it's got like the plane and it says like no fly or something like that because he wants because he's basically calling on federal agencies like the TSA and the FBI to stick the the people who were involved in the Capitol riots on the no fly list right so obviously. Mm-hmm. Further legitimizing this idea that the that the no fly list is is a good thing, which, as is pointed out in this piece, it, it's really. I mean, there are, there's there are significant problems with it. Um, yeah, I mean, so a few things. Um, so okay, after after nine eleven, we we saw a lot a lot of people obviously were getting added to the no fly list, right? But the Mostly thing is, is that people probably absolutely, yeah. And, and and the thing is too is that you can you can be added obviously to the no fly list without ever having been charged or or convicted of a crime, right? It's just you yeah, can be no added. There's no due process. No, it's just it's just you're you're under suspicion. That's it. Mm-hmm. Um, no, there doesn't have to be hard evidence against you, anything like that. Um, mm-hmm. Also, also really, I, I I mean I think really problematic too is that the. the so people have been have they they've tried to use the no fly list to try to force people into becoming government informants too. Whoa. Um, which is, yeah, That's I know. Fast. Um and it's That's also fast. it's also a thing where once you get on the no fly list it's like really fucking hard to get off. Um Yeah. So it's a fuck yeah, it can be a nightmare and so it's something that you can get added to pretty easily but it's it's really mm-hmm. fucking hard once you once they want to take you off. Um, there's, no, there's no accountability around the whole process. It's just, just like act, actual, uh, just real, very authoritarian aspect of uh, of our government. Um, and it also it doesn't just affect the people that's intended to affect too. It also affects people they happen to share a name with. Um, <laughs> yeah, right? yeah, I mean, totally. Many yep. examples of people mistakenly being added and mistaken for somebody else with their same name. Um, <laughs> Whoops. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry. Like, yeah. come um, on, that's so crazy. They, they had uh, they interviewed a civil liberties attorney named Jamil Jaffer, um, who I think brings us to a really key contradiction in the logic of the no fly list, which is kind of obvious. So he basically points out that if someone is supposedly dangerous enough to be on the no fly list, then why hasn't that person just been arrested? Right. Yeah. If the, if the, if your yeah. logic is that they're dangerous enough to be on this list, you know, um, which I think is honestly a really good point, and it, and it kind of shows that what they're, I mean, I guess what they're trying to do, the idea is just like you expand your pool of people that you're like that you're kind of like watching or that you're suspicious of, but like obviously ninety nine, really, I mean, I you know maybe ninety nine percent of those people are not going to actually be constitute any sort of legitimate threat. Right. Yep. Um, so yeah, that's exactly right. It's exactly not, right. And like, so, yeah, 
there are a couple things that kind of turn me off a little bit about like how um, liberals and even some like people that are supposedly on the left have been like kind of uh, uh, dealing with this a little bit. It's like, mm -hmm. yeah, like well, you see people who like are crying because they get kicked off a plane because they're on the no fly list, and it's like that kind of sucks, you know. <laughs> Uh, right. it's not really a good thing. It's like, I don't really think that that person was in danger of taking the plane down or whatever. Like, can we no. stop it with like this, like hyperbole? Like they're not an organized militia, even like proud boys are barely an organized militia. Like, right. They're, you know, it, they are right. And they're dangerous. Right. And maybe don't, if somebody is an uh, affiliate of a neo-Nazi organization or the proud boys or whatever, like maybe don't let them you know, I don't know. I don't even. I don't think I believe in the no fly list. But um, right. it's like, is that person going to bring down the plane? No, they're probably just trying to get home. Um, yeah. So I don't know. It's like it definitely doesn't sit right with me. At all. I I mean, it's just it like uh, you know partnering, basically trying to partner with the FBI and like help them do their jobs is like like I said, that's that's a weird vibe. I mean, this is yeah. You know, we we as leftists, we kind of know the history of like of like, uh, you know, the counterintelligence programs, right? And like yeah. during the civil rights era. Bro. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, the FBI killed Fred Hampton, even though he was a, a completely nonviolent person. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, this is like, you know, further legitimizing this, this agency, especially like coming off of the summer where people, where people are talking about like abolish the police and like talking about criminal justice reform, like, we don't need to try to like partner with these people because as soon as we are like becoming organized, which has to happen, which literally has yeah. to happen if the planet no and other like the, the species is going to survive. Um, There's literally as, no other it, way. <laughs> right. As soon as that happens, they're going to, they're going to be doing all, all the same, all the, all the usual tricks. Right. And like, you know, I mean, like, there, if you look at some of the Quintel Pro stuff, like, you know, infiltration, infiltrating groups and like, just like literally like fucking things up, like within organizations and like turning people against yep. each other. It's really like, it, it, it's really awful. And it's not, it's like the last thing that we need. Although also I'm sure it's, yeah. it's happening right now. I mean, it, it's happening right now. I'm for sure. Certain, for certain. Dude. I mean, like, you know, the meme about, like, the FBI agent on the computer saying some dumb <laughs> yeah. shit about, like, you know, oh, my God, look at all these class reductionists or, <laughs> like, some like <laughs> some shit like that. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, that shit's definitely going on. But, but again, like, these 100%. are not people for us to try to, to, try to partner with. Um, not even a fucking little bit. They are not your friend. And, like, mm -hmm. the, the really frustrating thing about Twitter, I think, for me anyway, is that, like, uh, like I'm sure that one in five accounts that I interact with is a bot, which is yeah. just, like, so frustrating. Um, yeah, just, like, kind of feels, like, pretty futile. But, <laughs> you know, like, we know for certain that, like, you know, U.S. intelligence agencies are running counterintelligence programs against the U.S. public. Like that is more yep. or less what the the sort of branding of the office of the presidency has become, um, at least since Obama. Um, right. They're directly running counterintelligence against the U.S. people to make them like you know, uh, you know their their approval rating go up or whatever. So it's yep. like really disgusting. Um, exactly. Yeah, and it's yeah. just not something that we need to be involved in 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 further, um, you know, trying to expand or, or legitimize because it's going yeah. to it's it's going to kill us. 
It's gonna fuck us up, you know. It's like, you know, it will. I'm sure the the hammer will fall onto fascists for a very short period of time, but then when it comes and swings back and hits leftists again, it's gonna be way harder. Um, exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah. Yeah. We don't need. And I mean, kinda, like a lot of people. I think a, a lot of people have rightly been talking about like this laying the groundwork for like Patriot Act two. You know. Um, which is, which is really fucking scary. And honestly, it wouldn't even need to be Patriot Act too. It would just, it's just, it's really just like liberals being more gung ho about like using the national security apparatus to, 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 to use it against their, you know, domestic, you know, perceived political enemies. Right. Which is people that, that they see as, you know, condemnable or maybe like maybe deplorable. Right. The, the, you know, the MAGA Mm -hmm. people and, (laughs) And and it's and yes. it's tempting and it's and that's why we see even people who are like you know I, who I think are genuine leftists get get caught up in this stuff. But it's really mm-hmm. something that that has to be resisted because we don't get a lot of wins on the left. So I get like wanting to right. take it where you can get it. But exactly, um, yeah. <laughs> it's just kind of funny because because like we don't forget that Biden was like calling for anarchists to be arrested. Exactly. Like, Number yeah. one, number two, like so many people have been saying, oh, we're gonna push him left, and Biden is like, ha ha, Patriot Act two, motherfucker, <laughs> like you yeah. thought, <laughs> yeah, you know, and it's you know, that shit is gonna suck a lot, and I expect to hear everybody who is saying, oh, if you're not outraged, you're not paying attention, equally as mad about this. I expect that fully. So, hundred percent, don't let me down. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Um, let's see. Do we, uh, do we have some other stuff we want to get to? Yeah, definitely. Um, so, oh yeah, actually, uh, just one quick note to wrap up that last discussion here. Um, there's been a lot of discussion about what to call the people that rioted in the Capitol and like there's some people who, you know, I don't know, probably did more than riot. Maybe mm-hmm. had actual like kill plans or whatever. There's like some people who did. Um, but it's been interesting because like a lot of people seem really to take some joy in calling them terrorists, which I think is interesting. Oh, good Um, point. Yeah. 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 Like from, if you, from, from a, uh, international relations perspective, right. From like an actual like political science perspective, the word terrorist doesn't really mean much. Um, basically it means somebody that I don't like whose tactics I'm portraying as violent. And right, this obviously applies to many groups who do use violent tactics, but then you have interesting examples like um, in Wet'suwet'en in British Columbia and Canada, uh, people were, were blocking a pipeline with a traditional kind of healing center. And mm-hmm. people referred, you know, the people within the Canadian state were referring to them as economic terrorists. So I just think that's kind of interesting. Yeah. You know, um, that's Angela a, that's Davis really was point. considered a terrorist at one point. Yeah. Definitely. It becomes once the, once you have, uh, I mean, even before, but especially in a, in a, in in an environment where you have like heightened fear about like the war on terror, that kind of thing. And then, and then now it's, it looks like the new kind of sexy thing is going to be, you know, domestic terrorism. Right. Which, which kind of has been for, for a little while, but I think now that's really where we're heading because, you know, the, the global war on terror thing is kind of where people are kind of bored of that slash. It's just not, it, it's, it didn't really pan out to, to be all, all that it was uh, supposed to be, I guess. Yeah. Um, 
And so yeah. it's going to be, <laughs> it's, yeah, I, I mean, we're, we're going to, I think we're going to see a lot more of, of a lot more, you know, kind of fear mongering about domestic terrorism. Not that there aren't actual, you know, domestic, you know, groups that are, are actual Definitely. threats like white supremacist groups and, and pro-fascist, um, you know, but groups. if you think for a second that Biden is going to target like those groups, like all that hard, then, you know, I don't think you know that's what? true. I, you, know? you know what? I don't know. I, I think he, I think he probably will. I just think that he'll also, like he said, you know, the stuff about anarchists, I think they'll go after yeah. leftists too. And, and I think that so, frankly, I think that the, uh, the liberal kind of center will be okay with it. I think they'll they'll say yeah because yeah. because they look at it and they see the, they see the horseshoe phenomenon, right? I mean, like they're they're like exactly. yeah, these are the these are the same. Yeah, <laughs> communists so and fascists it. are the same. I can't tell a difference. I can't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Totally. Yeah. I mean, I think you're right. I think you're right, and I think they're gonna there's gonna be a very very well coordinated media strategy, which yep. is uh, you know above all else, really what the Democrats excel at. Um, yep. Is yep. just like coordinated media campaigns. But so there's going to be yeah. coordinated media strategy. I'm sure there are going to be some fascist groups and some like leaders in particular who are on the chopping block. But to me, the big tell for Biden is that he's not actually willing to go after um, local police departments at all. Right. So um, in uh, 2015, or I think it was like between 2014 and 2016, I don't remember the exact year, but there was a report that was put out, I think, by the Southern Poverty Law Center that indicated that uh, police departments were some of the most active sites for white supremacists to organize. Um, <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah. which is insane, right? Like we have, there are there are literal police gangs in Los Angeles and I'm sure many other cities, right? But in Los Angeles, for example, in a lot of these gangs, you have to kill somebody uh, in order to get in. Um, to get into a police gang, like <laughs> yeah, I think we've talked about this before. Yeah, yeah, we talked about it the case of uh, Andres Guardado, um, right. who, who was shot in the back by LAPD, um, right? And so, so to me, right, if if you're actually like seeking to address white supremacy, number one, Biden's not a credible messenger for that. But number two, that True. definitely doesn't yeah. include giving thirty million to p police departments. <laughs> yeah, or, sorry, three hundred million. Yeah, yep. that's that's a really important point, I think. Yeah, so uh, it's gonna be in summary. Uh, it, what are you saying? <laughs> I was just gonna say it's gonna be. Uh, it's gonna be. Um, they're gonna be signing uh, Patriot Act two into law, but they're gonna be playing. They're gonna have. Uh, they're gonna have a boombox and fight song is gonna be playing in the background. <laughs> <laughs> this is my fight song. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be the. Uh, it's gonna be the Patriot Act. Patriot Act two. The resistance. <laughs> the hashtag resistance. The, the hashtag resistance. <laughs> if you're still using oh, hashtag no. resist, it's cringe as fuck. That's all that you know. <laughs> in, our, in our America, <laughs> white in, people I, can absolutely be terrorists too. <laughs> in our America, domestic uh, terrorism is a terrible security threat. Yeah, um, I mean it is, it is, but also it like, is. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah, but also in our America, we we legitimize the all the racism and white supremacy yeah, involved exactly. in the um what is traditionally thought of as you know counterterrorism, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> fucking this... counter terrorism, dude, man. Duncan, even get me started about that dude, shit. Like, I would just like to point out, like, on. in the war on, war on terror, the United States is clearly losing. Uh, oh, yeah. The international order has gotten much, much worse in terms of quote unquote terror since <laughs> well, we launched the war on terror. So, well, but uh, what's I'm funny is terror. that what's funny is that even all the people who are involved in like orchestrating the, you know, the beginnings of the quote unquote war on terror, oh like they all also know that like we totally, you know, lost. Um, but I don't think most yeah. of them ever thought that that was a winnable war. I think it was just a yeah. something that was kind of supposed to, you know, provide legitimacy to continue to fund, yeah. you know, the legit the uh, military industrial complex, right? I mean, yeah, I think that's that's ultimately you know, all it was. <laughs> yeah, without a doubt. Yeah, it was military industrial complex and and the uh, like geopolitical strategic advantage of having Afghanistan and Iraq. Uh, two countries which border Iran. Um, mm -hmm. Oh, I think yeah, that's yeah. Another thing to think about, you know, and it's like it's like Vietnam Part Two. You know, everybody who yeah. knew anything about it knew that it wasn't going anywhere, but they just <laughs> right. kept doing it. And they lied to the public about it for a long time, um, repeatedly. And they never they never kind of like came clean about the lie. They just kind of uh, eventually were like, oh yeah, that whole <laughs> that whole thing. Yeah. Oh, whoops, <laughs> whoopsie doodle. You know, yeah. like well, Nancy Pelosi, <laughs> like admitted recently that she knew the whole thing about weapons of mass destruction was a lie, but she voted for it anyway. Right. Yeah. Like totally. that's inexcusable. Yep. 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 <laughs> um, yeah. And uh, so there's actually maybe maybe kind of a good segue to our next topic here. Um, but just to stay on the war in Iraq in a minute. Um, during the invasion of Baghdad in 2003, um, one of the, so the, the whole, the whole strategy was shock and awe. Um, and mm -hmm. that, you know, involved bombing power stations, uh, to cut power to like the city and continuous bombing for the 24 hours or 48 hours. Like it was some really messed up shit to do to a, uh, civilian population. Um, and one of the things that happened as a result of this as well is because the power was all cut off, there was just insane amounts of looting everywhere. Like, yeah, and one, uh, one like, side effect of the looting uh, with the power cut and everything was that uh, a bunch of, like, priceless artifacts were stolen. Like, mm -hmm. stuff that, like, dates back to the fucking cradle of civilization in Mesopotamia. Right, quote-unquote right. cradle of civilization. We know there were others, but that was certainly one that was very important. And, mm -hmm. right, part of the shock and awe strategy was specifically... Right to to create a situation in which like rampant museum looting was possible, and you know we've never fully answered for that. Like so many of our crimes in Iraq, we've never fully answered uh, for just wanton destruction of, of world heritage. Yeah, um, it, I, I mean absolutely, and the the idea of the looting thing. Someone had brought this up recently because I think they had a. It was a quote from like I think it was Donald Rumsfeld. I want to say I could be wrong. It was it was somebody. It was a similar figure though, at least. And he was talking about how similar fucking the ghoul, right? And he was talking about how the looting happening was actually like a good sign. And someone and someone had yeah. had posted that because there was all this obviously all this stuff about you know with Black Lives Matter protesters trying to trying to say mm. that you know stuff they're all looters and and shit like that. Yeah, absolutely. Oh man, yeah. 
you know, like there was fucking like anti-looting measures put in place in Seattle across the board at the start of the coronavirus, right? Like right. if that doesn't give you some indication of how desperate people are, like that is <sighs> fucking yikes, you know? <laughs> like, And, you know, here we are, right? We're talking about these rioters, these, like, oh, Black Lives Matter rioters and all. And like QAnon people were beating police officers with, with, <laughs> with Blue Lives Matter flags, right? Literally the capital riots. Like, come on. Like, <laughs> fucking yeah. come on. Um, yeah. And like, you know, like the history of U.S. military, uh, well, imperialism, I guess you could say, right? Like mm -hmm. uh, destruction of, of culturally significant places is a very important part of that. Um, yeah. Right. Dating back at least to uh, Western expansion when they were doing that to to native folks. Um, Absolutely. Right. Uh, and even before. Right. Since the first white people invaded North America or Abya Yala or Turtle Island or, or whatever you uh, want to call it. Right. Like they, they've been practicing the same sort of. Um, the same sort of uh, like genocidal politics um and like we see this yeah. like manifest in a lot of ways as we talked about like uh with the border wall construction and organ pipe national monument or the organ pipe cactus uh it was like you know thousands of years old um mm -hmm. being destroyed for the border wall right like this country has been built on and thrived on native genocide um so, yeah. and, you know, we see this in uh, a lot of examples, right? You know, and really, like, this isn't something that's, that's confined to this continent. Really, really, this is something that the U.S. promotes the world over, is these authoritarian regimes, right-wing authoritarian regimes, typically bad for uh, for minority populations living in those places. Um, yeah. Right? And part of this whole thing, part of this whole right-wing international political project is uh, a sort of very quote-unquote pure capitalism right the very laissez-faire yes. very free markets cutting all social programs in in exactly. many cases countries that have only been independent for 30 or 40 years um and who lived under colonialism before that so the idea that we're ex they're expected to just like pull themselves up by their bootstraps with no social services is honestly just ridiculous um right Absolutely. Like this, I this... mean, to, to prevent even mm -hmm. even to prevent sort of the seeds of like leftist politics happening, even to yes. prevent like at times, even to prevent like social democratic governments from from maintaining yes. power or, or from gaining power. Right. I mean, uh, and Bolivia would would be one example. But I mean, literally the world over, we, we could we could point to examples. I mean, one yeah. that I that I almost had read any book, country you could name. Yeah, I, I mean, and and one that um, that I think I, I mean I had I had read a book about it recently, and I think it's a country that that actually doesn't get talked about a lot in this context. But in uh, in Indonesia, I mean the the mm. the, the com the, they they had a communist party that was that was becoming really powerful, and ultimately the you know the CIA helped to you know to basically I mean aided and abetted in in you know you could i mean you couldn't quite yeah. say genocide but it was it was the killing of is, of communists or or any well but not tens I, of I mean, thousands at least right yes no like, i mean like literally y yes killing i mean killing p anyone who was suspected of being uh you know 
who who either was a member or was suspected of being a member of the PK of the PKI, which was the the Indonesian Communist Party. They literally, you know, I mean, took they the the military would take people and do and they would do like yeah. mass executions. And I mean, like, yeah, you know, that's that's the that's the legacy of the you know United States. The question of whether or not that constitutes genocide, I think, is a very interesting one. One thing that Naomi Klein points out in her book, The Shock Doctrine, is that when the UN was adopting the definition of genocide, I think it was in the 50s, um, it originally included uh, killings of people of a particular political sure, affiliation. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think is yeah. a really interesting point, but both the US and the USSR objected to that. Right. Um, yeah, yeah. So I think that's just interesting. Sure. Uh, absolutely. Yep. Yeah. You know, something something to consider, right? And like the like what happened in Indonesia wouldn't have happened without the US intervention, uh US involvement. No. Right? We see the same Absolutely. sorts of things in all of Southeast Asia, right? Really, when it comes down to it. Yeah. Um it we can look at Thailand as as a particularly interesting example, um, in part because at one point the CIA was funding the Thai military and the FBI was funding the Thai police. And uh, because of the uh, different goals of the organizations in Southeast Asia, they very, very nearly started a civil war between those two organizations, which is fucking insane. (laughs) Oh, Um, man. It's like, pick a country, you know, like, I'm sure there is like this exact same history. Um, yeah, and I guess, and I, and I, one thing I wanted to say too is like the, the, you know, this is why we don't want to do, we don't want to spend any time trying to legitimize these agencies at home, right? I mean, because mm-hmm. like, what we've, what we've seen with the, obviously with the resistance stuff uh, during, and it's, and it's been really bad. It's, it, yeah, it's been really bad during the Trump era because a lot of stuff about Russia. And so what they want to do, of course, is they want to have these like national security experts come on, you know, on like MSNBC or whatever to talk about like why Trump is actually like a, um, literally an asset of Putin. Like he's literally directly, you know, and and, like conspiracy about that kind of stuff. (laughs) And they, and they're able to, they're able to spout this stuff because they, you know, former CIA analyst or like, you know, yeah. You know, like similar, professional similar. liars, in other words. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, oh, hey, I used to work for um, the largest international terrorist organization, actual <laughs> terrorist organization. <laughs> uh, like, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, yeah. no, totally. We don't yep. want to legitimize these people at all, or like, yeah, even a this, fucking little bit. Even yeah, a little bit. Yeah. It's like there was that a uh, guy on Twitter who uh, people were roasting today who was the chief prosecutor at Guantanamo. And what he said was that, like, oh, this Republican congressman needs to go to jail. Like, we have more evidence of his guilt oh, than 95% yeah. of the people that were in Guantanamo. Like, are you fucking serious? Yeah, you're just yeah. openly admitting that you prosecuted people for, like, uh, maybe, like, I don't know, like, yeah, like, maybe you committed with- a crime. Right, yeah, it, like, indefinite detentions. I mean, absolutely, yeah. yeah. Definitely. No plan for those people. There are people that are there that they they know are there by accident and they can't do anything because yeah. it, like there's it's politically uh, <laughs> toxic to agree to take take those folks in. Yep, absolutely. So. I um, 
It's interesting. I mean, in 2008, there was so much talk about this this thing about closing Guantanamo, and that's just like, I mm-hmm. mean, that nobody talks about that anymore. Nobody even yeah, really was Obama pressuring. Obama got elected already. Right, and, and nobody was even really pressuring Joe Biden to uh, to try to 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 try to do anything yeah. about that during the primary. And I mean, I, I mean, part of me thinks it's understandable because there's there we were dealing with like a thousand different like you know domestic yeah. crises. Um, but at the same time, too, it is interesting how that's totally not even an issue anymore. Whereas it used to be like mm-hmm. it used to be a ma- kind of a main um, you know question of like na- of like our own like national security, you know, policies and what, yeah. you know, to what extent we want this to kind of continue when people thought that Obama was going to be more of a, like less of a war hawk, you know, and we thought we were going to, they thought they were going to be able to get him to <laughs> close Guantanamo uh, because he said he was going to, right? He did. But I think he said yeah. it many times, right? That was one of his campaign promises in 08. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Got very, very little done in that respect. Right. I think that like one thing that really highlights this too, that anybody who's willing to defend Guantanamo in any respect, right, including anyone who's president and continues running Guantanamo, is that that is a holdover from the time when the U.S. thought it could own Cuba. Um, that is right. a, a holdover from the Batista regime that we had like leased that land for a military base in Cuba, a country that we don't have diplomatic relations with. And I think we rent it for something like $30 a year or something. So we still send them the check. And there's this like thing in, in you know, Cuban politics where they like don't cash the check, you know, because they don't recognize our, our ability to, or our sovereignty over that area. It's considered us soil. It's in Cuba. Like it's the right. most, bullshit thing you know it's just so clearly wrong absolutely so clearly (laughs) wrong and you know part of part of what happens when the u.s creates a capitalist class in a bunch of countries very quickly which is part of what happens when they instill coups and then instill this kind of a laissez-faire capitalism is that part of this whole project of becoming a quote-unquote modern nation right often in, it involves the destruction of cultural heritage um yeah right and this takes many forms right one of them is the kind of like building that happens, the kind of like zoning laws and things and what is considered important in those and what is destroyed as a result of being considered uh, expendable. Um, and right, this is really like one of the things that, that, that makes capitalism grind along, right? You know, you take a look at mountains in West Virginia, right? Beautiful, incredibly beautiful places, right? That were absolutely and utterly destroyed for the purposes of coal removal, right? And then when that's over, it's like, well, what the hell, you know, what is this place good for anymore? Like truly very, very little. Um, Mm -hmm. And yeah, you know, it's like this kind of environmental degradation follows the U.S. military wherever we go, Um, right? And it's it's accompanied by a sort of like uh, truly awful politics and, and, and the destruction of things that are, are, are actually quite rich and, and quite worth saving. Um, and like perhaps nowhere is this clearer than in our, our approach to, um, to natural resource extraction. Um, mm-hmm. Right. Of course, the uh, one of the principal underlying ideas of capitalism is that uh, the earth is there to be exploited. Right. Like oil is there for us to take. Timber is there for us to take. Other forest products, animals are there to be hunted um, for various purposes, right? Right. That's one of the things that that 
actually fuels capitalism is nature as an unending profit source, right? It's something you don't have to pay for. You just get to, to make money off of, mm-hmm. um, right? And so this approach, right, at least, uh, you know, for, for several hundred years here has uh, led to a lot of really inexcusable desecration of, of sites that are culturally and and religiously and historically significant for uh, different indigenous nations on this yeah. continent. A yeah, prime example would be Mount Rushmore, right? But another example that is drawn from a bit more recently is uh, something the Trump administration has done uh, in this past week. They um, signaled the... Uh, I think there's, there's some like environmental assessment thing that they had to do, and they basically did this in, like shoddy environmental assessment that transferred a, uh, a site that is deeply, deeply important for um, Apache religious uh, cosmology, uh, mm-hmm. right? They transferred this to a mining company called Rio Tinto. And one of their subsidiaries is like res- or Resolution Copper or some shit. So they, you know, they, they technically have the lease on it, but it is a Rio Tinto is calling the shots. Um, mm-hmm. And like there are a couple of things about this that I think are really important. Number one is that like native the right of native people to their own religious sites has never been respected in this country um and we can see that again with the border wall construction and also again with mount rushmore and you know fucking name it right like they're like the construction of the railroads across the west right completely like destroyed buffalo hunting grounds which were not only a form of sustenance but also of deep religious and cultural significance right and like so this has been happening for hundreds of years at this point right and and so we have this example where uh on land that is still recognized to be apache under treaty rights under like treaty obligations um they the u.s government has determined that it can uh lease this land out to a multinational mining corporation even though Within Apache religious cosmology, this is the home of uh, at least uh, yeah, a number of deities, right? This is where they actually live, right? To tear it up, to, to create a two-mile-wide crater like they're proposing to do would completely destroy the, this site of, of uh, incalculable significance. Um, right. And one reason like why... We should be really, really skeptical of Rio Tinto and their uh, motivations in this is that uh, there was something, it was two years ago, I believe. Oh, no. Uh, Oh, my God. It was uh, uh, last year. Wow. I thought it was actually earlier than that. No. So this uh, Rio Tinto was operating in in Australia and they got a concession from the government to do uh, iron mining in Australia. a cave system, I think, I believe in Western Australia. Um, and they held onto it for six years without doing anything. Uh, and basically this cave system has been home to continuous human habitation since the last ice age. Um, wow. 46,000 years at least of continuous human habitation in this cave system by Aboriginal nations in what is now called Australia, um, <clears throat> called by some. Australia, you know, uh, yeah. and so they, they did a series of, uh, evaluations, right. It's since come out that they knew exactly what they were destroying. 
Um, uh, yeah, they tried yeah. to like, oh, like we didn't know or whatever at the beginning, and then like it really all came crashing down. Uh, and so like the fucking CEO stepped down, and yeah, because they were trying to like get like the, some of the media attention to start to be positive. Um, right. And so media, yeah. this uh, senior executive stepped down and then the company chairman, Simon Thompson, this is from an NPR article, said what happened at Jukon was wrong. Right. Jukon Caves is, is what this place was called. So he said what happened at Jukon was wrong. Uh, we are determined to ensure that the destruction of a heritage site of such exceptional archaeological and cultural significance never occurs again at a Rio Tinto <laughs> operation. Fast forward four fucking months and <laughs> they're trying to destroy one of the most sacred places for the Apache people. Right? Four months, right? Oh, this is never again going to happen at Rio Tinto. Bullshit. Like, um, right? This well, yeah, is, if they by do the way, it again... Is, if they do it again, they just got to fire the CEO and then you. Yeah, move that's on. it. And, you know, that's what accountability looks like. Yeah, that's that's holding them <laughs> accountable. Yeah. Eventually, it, you've dude. got it. Eventually, what you've got is you've got a support group of, of former CEOs <laughs> of this company who have all been held accountable and uh, they use yeah. their, uh, they can, they can kind of pull their, their resources from their probably uh, very significant mm -hmm. uh, severance Oof. packages to uh to host a little a little group maybe it's on an island somewhere that they like that they, yeah, literally they, they go own. paddle boarding in bali yeah <laughs> yeah and this is you know this is kind of what we're talking about when we talk about accountability this is uh this is the kind of thing we <laughs> this like is to exactly see. what it looks like put real, another capitalist in front of the death machine <laughs> real you know real uh actual consequences for these people you know you did a bad thing so you know mm. Sorry, but speaking you're, of uh, real consequences, one of the one of the reforms that this company uh, Rio Tinto was uh, was they put in place and they were advertising heavily was that they cut the performance related bonuses for their for four executives who were so in charge. So of this. you're telling me that they lost their performance related bonuses after they did something <laughs> that was really fucking horrible and reflected horribly yeah. on their performance. <laughs> It was a, truly kidding? a crime against all of humanity. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, they you got can, they got docked a slight amount of money relative to their overall salary. You can lose your performance based bonus for crimes yeah. against humanity. <laughs> yeah, you know my performance Insane. was implicated in this. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's like, like, oh, oh my, my god. god! Like they fucking they hired yeah. lawyers in the weeks before they were going to destroy it in case somebody tried to file an injunction so they could knock it down really quick so they could destroy it before anybody could mount a significant opposition. Like awesome. These bastards, they're just <laughs> bastards. Like there's nowhere else, no way else around it. Apparently yeah. they were ordered to rebuild the caves, the cave structures, which is like, <laughs> what the fuck does that I've even never, mean? <laughs> I've never, Personally, I've never rebuilt a cave myself, so I don't really know what goes into that. It sounds hard. I'm gonna say sounds. It sounds like possible. it would be. It sounds like it would be difficult to, to pull that off. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I would think so. I would think so, right? And yeah. even if they do rebuild it, like I hope they do rebuild it. I hope they have to like employ a team of scientists for two decades to figure out how to do it. Yeah. <laughs> but like you know, this place was. This site of, of unbelievable cultural heritage, 
unbelievable archaeological value. Um, like, <laughs> there's no rebuilding that. You just can't rebuild it. Yeah. It's, you know? No, it's like you so, said, it's literally incalculable and they just like did yeah. not care. I mean, I think that like yeah. all of this stuff is just like this is the kind of this is the kind of thing where this is just like this is the cost of doing business, you know. <laughs> so this is I mean, this you like, know, you yeah, already know everything. You literally know everything that's going to happen after you do this. And yeah. you know that, yeah, you're probably going to going to get hit with some some kind of, you know, order to to try to make it right or whatever. But, you know, the uh, the amount of money that you're going to gonna have to to spend on that is is isn't gonna be anything in comparison to the amount of money yeah. that you're gonna make from you know m- you know turning this site into something that you can profit off of you know um, of course consistent are they going to right? be able to are they gonna be able to rebuild that in a, in a in a actual adequate way within six no. years or four oh years God, or whatever no. the Australian you could Prime never you is? could never rebuild it and you can't yeah. destroy something and then you can't destroy a natural <laughs> like resource and then rebuild it in any <laughs> yeah. sort of adequate way. That's impossible. No, you can't. It's literally you impossible. You especially can't do it on the on the short-term political time frame that like our politics largely operates at. Right. Like, yeah, because in 6 years nobody I mean frankly, you know, normal like you know, uh, you know, a lot of yeah. people are just going to you know, this is going to be out of the public uh, eye completely yeah. cuz they're going to be like, oh, already blown just up. remember that like yeah, because they're going to have already blown up five or six other important cultural <laughs> sites by then that they're going to... Yeah. Gonna, I mean, so it's like... Exactly. Yeah. They're going to be getting shit from doing this at Oak Flats on the Apache land, and then they're going to be doing it on, you know, some other native land, right, where a lot of these, you know, quote-unquote pristine natural resources are located. Absolutely. Like, yeah, you know, it's literally just, like, so disgusting because what we did as white folks, as the U.S. government, right, is came into these places and told people who had been living, whose families had been living on the land for thousands of years, like, in ways that were, like, like pretty good, you know, you could like say, right, like, in ways yeah. sustainable, yeah, right, in ways that were, like, reflective of, like, an actual understanding and respect for the place that they lived, Um Right. What what we did as the U.S. government basically is like force people onto reservations, which were basically prisoner of war camps at the time of like yep. the Indian frontier wars, quote unquote. Right. Um, right. And like often places that white settlers didn't want to live for whatever reason, it was un- unattractive to them. Right. Yeah. And so. Right. And the fact that like we forced people to live on prisoner of war camps destroyed their like many aspects of their like they were seriously culturally significant and like destroyed like their ways of feeding themselves in many ways right um and then what we do we come through when literally like these like small parcels of land is is all that we are allowing these people to like you know fully control to the extent that their sovereignty dictates that they should be their unbroken sovereignty over the entire land dictates that they should be right and then we come in and then we get freaking mining concerns to come up and dig up their, you know, sacred, sacred sites. Right. Because that's, what's expedient for, for the U S government. It's expedient for the, the growth of this kind of unfettered capitalism. hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. So like, please, for the love of God, like support the folks down at, uh, at Oak flats. Like I'm sure there's going to be a bail fund because people are not going to go quietly on this. Um, and also, you know, pressure Biden on this. It's not like Biden really gives a shit about native rights, but you know, we can at least pressure him a little bit on it. 
Yeah, I mean, there. I mean, I, I do think that a Biden administration is going to be a little more. They literally don't have a choice uh, than uh, other than to be a little, at least a little more willing to listen to like activists on this sort of thing. I don't know, right? I don't know well, if that's true. No, you know, because like the Obama Biden administration, they were tear gassing. They were sicking dogs on folks at Standing Rock. They were hitting people with oh, water cannons. That was like under negative ten I, degree in, weather. In my head, that was that was under. In my head, that was under Trump. I, I no, nope, that well, was Obama. I guess I yeah no you're you're right. I guess I guess we'll see. But no, I mean you're right. Yeah, there's <laughs> there's not really any reason to be particularly optimistic on what how how the Biden administration will handle this sort of thing. Um, Definitely. Yeah. So scratch that. <laughs> um, yeah. Do we want to? I mean, did, I, it's hard to. I want to be optimistic too, but I just don't really see a lot of good reason to be. No, I think I think you're right. Yeah. Um, do we want to talk about the for the uh, the what's what's going on with these checks now? These fucking, fucking checks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Okay. So Tyler, <laughs> let me ask you a question. Uh -huh. Um. Where where do you land on the fourteen hundred dollar check versus the two thousand dollar check debate that has been uh, so uh, enthralling our nation? You know, I'm I'm pro fourteen hundred. I think two thousand is just too oh. much. I don't think. Here's the thing. I'm looking at. Here's the thing. I'm looking at that national debt, and I'm like, you know, every every single cent that we that we spend, we get further and further away from the moment where we finally get to, you know, have that weight off our shoulders and pay off the national debt. You know, we're just bringing Rand ourselves Paul further. Rand Paul cannot ejaculate until the <laughs> national debt is satisfied. <laughs> yeah, Think about dude, what that, you're sacrificing. Dude, dude, is, dude is edging for that, that, uh, <laughs> that, that euphoric national debt payoff uh, <laughs> orgasm that he's going to have. That's literally never going to happen because no one is literally, ever... Because it's made no up. One, no one who, who uh, is actually involved in the business of politics actually thinks that the, that the fucking national debt is ever getting no. paid off. They don't give a fuck. Like The, the national debt no, is a made-up yeah. number, too. It's, it's not, it doesn't exist anywhere. There's no computer that registers whatever three gazillion dollars. <laughs> It's literally just a calculation of the amount of government govern, government expenditures versus the amount of taxes that are taken in over the course of like yeah. well, since Reagan or whatever since the start of this whole bullshit project like uh, right yeah. it's like that's that's literally what the calculation means right no one's coming for that debt that's like not how it works this is this is a good warm up for us though cuz i mean as as i i mean at this point a lot of even just like liberal commentators have have pointed out that essentially the the dynamic is that every time you have a republican administration slash controlled congress they spend a shit ton of money on like a lot of it goes to like tax breaks for for corporations and the wealthy, right? I mean that that started that started under actually, I mean under Carter, but but Reagan made it. Reagan, you know, really stepped it up in terms of cutting like those corporate tax rates and stuff. So so obviously, what you what 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 then happens is you have a massive deficit, and then the the national debt becomes larger and larger. And then once the you know Democrats do uh, regain control, which which does happen every once in a while, uh, you know the Republicans start to fearmonger about the national debt and they do they do little uh, little filibusters on the Senate floor and they 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 talk about how important green, the, green the national debt is. Green eggs and ham, yeah, that's right. 
Um, so Coffee, this is a good this is a good warm up actually because right now we do technically the the Democrats do control every uh, every chamber of oh Congress and God. they control the presidency and so over the next at least four years or at least the next two years probably four years though we're gonna hear a lot about the national debt um, suddenly suddenly that is going to be a major problem that we are going to spend hours hyperventilating over. Um, so yeah, it's not you know, be like fun. the um, like. They like in in the in the package they they uh they made like the defense spending package, which I think partially included some coronavirus relief. I think that was kind of the deal. Mm -hmm. Maybe they might have been two separate packages, right? But it was like literally like millions and millions of dollars for like repairs to aircraft carriers, right? <laughs> like these kind of ships, like they're apparently the toilets break all the time, and apparently like the servicing like. Of these toilets cost the U.S. government literally hundreds of thousands of dollars a year, possibly, Dude, what's the, possibly millions of dollars. What's the what's the plan again that that is like that just doesn't work? What's that one called? Oh the, fucking! Uh, um, is it the F? I know exactly what you're talking. Is it the F eight? Yeah, F eighteen or something. F eight. Is that the yeah, one where it just like right. it just like doesn't work and it's like <laughs> literally it's just, like. <laughs> They break all the time. They break all the yeah. time. It's the most expensive plane in the history of the world, and they literally break constantly. Like the cost of maintaining them, like you know, like is it adds you know at least fifty percent or whatever the fuck onto their initial costs. Because every right. time the thing lands, you have to run like a bunch of checks and fix shit. <laughs> and there's there's like a video of Trump like talking about how awesome it is, and he's talking about how it's like it's literally invisible. <laughs> yeah. So it's oh, like man. the technology is interesting. It like I think it goes so fast and it's shaped in, in a certain way that like radar can't pick it up. Yeah. So I think there's been some speculation that like Israel has been flying like campaigns over like Iranian soil. Um, oh yeah. Or the U.S. has been probably either the U.S. Yeah. or Israel. Uh, so it's like pretty interesting. Uh, but the, the thing's a piece of shit and not a yeah, good use of money. Exactly. But, <laughs> We could literally fund like the entire education budget on what we spend on those stupid ass planes that don't even work. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, <laughs> and that to me is just like the most ridiculous thing about this two hundred or two thousand dollars versus fourteen hundred debate is like mm -hmm. literally when we look at the amount of money we're spending on everything else. When we look at the amount of money that we gave, just blank blankly gave to corporations in the yeah. uh, initial sort of like coronavirus relief, quote unquote. Um, how many? How much fucking money Shake Shack got? NFL, <laughs> WWE, Trump administration, yeah. like Trump, Trump organizations, rather. Um, <laughs> right? It's a joke. It's a joke. And yep. you know, it's like, what? What the hell are we gonna do? Right? When Biden and Warnock and Ossoff were out there saying, "Oh, two thousand dollar checks, two thousand dollar checks, two thousand dollar checks," after six hundred already have been distributed to people, and then suddenly, because Joe Manchin doesn't, you know, believe in two thousand dollar checks, suddenly Biden's saying, "Like, oh, like really, what I meant was fourteen hundred dollar checks," which is bullshit. <laughs> we all know it's bullshit. Can we just admit it, yeah. please? People are, I mean, yeah, people are going to, you know, Trump is going to be, if he's back, if he's able to get back on Twitter, he'll be, no doubt, he'll be talking about that. Hey, I wanted to give you 2000 and he'll be right in that case, at least. He will. Um, That's the thing is, like, the yeah. Democrats are so, like, craven in their, yeah. like, lust for power that they're not even willing to seize a moment like this to make Trump look bad. Um, 
right? Because it's not just about the Democrats having power exclusively. It's about capitalists enjoying unfettered power right. um, in this country. And to um, be honest, and, you know, like, wait, mm-hmm. well, sorry to cut you off, but just, I mean, I do You're think good. it really, it goes to the the thing that, that, that I've brought up on the show before, mm-hmm. which is the, the question of like, if they really, I mean, you, you had, you had, you said just now that their idea of, of wanting to, you know, wanting to have power. I don't know if I, I don't know if I like, I don't know if I buy that. I kind of, I really do. I'm at this point in my, in, in, in my life, I'm kind of convinced that the Democrats don't want to win. Um, I, yeah. I don't, I at well, least, I at least so, don't think that they want to have, they want to have actual power, which, which ends up, you know, being, accountability as well yeah. um, because once they're in control of Congress, especially if they're in a situation where they have like a, like a, uh, like where they could override like a filibuster where there's literally no excuse for them not to get something done. I think that's a nightmare for them personally. I kind of think that they like yeah. having this, this dynamic with the Republicans where the Republicans are like mm-hmm. actually like are like doing literally everything they can to walk us further and further down the path of like destruction. And then what they do is like every once in a while, they'll do something to make it less awful. I kind of think that's like yeah. the, that's like the sweet spot, honestly, but I don't know. Well, so the- I, yeah. I mean, I think I think you're right. I think you're totally right. And I also think that like the question of what does Democrats winning look like, right? If like Democrats, I, I agree with you. The Democrats don't particularly care about losing, but I think that's only because right. losing isn't a particular threat to them and their class interests. No, um, it's not at all. If, I mean, if anything, it's yeah. like, it's it's better. It's if anything, it's better. And yeah. and and then yeah, if they win, they get to have power for a couple years. Which, you know, to be honest, kind of. I think I think that's what we're gonna see. I think they're gonna be in power for two years, and then I think that's yeah. probably gonna of be course. it, unless unless barring some sort of miracle where Biden actually steps into this like FDR <laughs> role that like a few uh, liberal no commentators have suggested that he might. He no could. Way. He could do no it. Way, it's within it's within no his power to do it, but yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. But he will not. Yeah, absolutely. Like, and then if and then if he did that, the Democrats could be in power for a long time, and they could they could do a lot of go- yeah. a lot of good things. They we could we could have Medicare for all if they wanted to do that, but they don't want to do that. And so, yep. you know, eh. of course, <laughs> of course, and you know, it's like it's really 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 interesting, right? Um, because. You know, they, they clearly just don't really want to win if they're literally going to make a promise and then four days later pretend like they meant something else, right? Like, yep. it was four days. It was July 10th to July 14th, right? Where on the 10th, uh, you know, Biden was talking about $2,000 checks. And on the 14th, Kamala Harris was tweeting, like, uh, Biden was referring to $1,400 plus $600. Um, four days. It's like four days. Like, do you Dude, actually I really mean- want to win? Yeah, care? no, like, exactly. That's yeah. Uh, you know, there are a few senators like we've talked about before. Ed Markey is calling for two thousand for everybody every month. Yeah, and it's like retroactive. That wait, what'd you say? Retroactive. Oh, is is he calling for retroactive too? Yep, that's good. That's that's really cool. But so I mean, what I, but what I, what I was gonna say though is like if they did that, the Democrats would would win. Would they, the Democrats could be in power for the next five hundred years if they wanted yeah, to give they, everybody. They would the, win the next <laughs> six yeah. elections if they gave everybody yeah. twenty grand. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like, come on, seriously? Yeah, I mean, that's it's what easy. you that's what you would do if you wanted. And the thing, the, the frustrating thing is, like, it's totally something that you could 
do, right? It's like it's economically yeah. feasible, right? You just like just don't spend the money on those, you know, aircraft carriers and those. And it's or like you know maybe do. maybe you know. I don't think it's how government budgets work. They just get to spend whatever money they want. Sure, <laughs> sure. That that too. Yeah, no. I mean, I, I I agree with that take. But I'm saying even if you're somebody who thinks that the national debt is real and 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 you know, blah blah blah, uh, you know, you could you could justify it that way. And it and it would also be a good thing to to spend it less would. money on all that shit. So it's like, yeah, why not? Uh, truly. Um, it really, but, really would. But this is, uh, I mean, it, it's sad to say, but I mean, this is kind of like, this is just fantasy talk because, you know, yeah, like we is. said, I mean, that they, they don't, they don't have, I don't, they don't have the will to, to you, to wield their power effectively and, and in a way that would, mm -mm. that would benefit the, you know, the material <laughs> reality for, for, for millions of people. They don't have the will to do that. Yeah. Um, they don't so. give a shit about people dying. They don't like the current eviction crisis is slated to be significantly worse than the 2009 housing market collapse, right? To yeah. put it in perspective a little bit, right? And these people are sitting there claiming that you don't deserve $2,000. Um, yeah. Right. Like, yeah, I, this, uh, I don't know if you saw this Tyler, but the, uh, something broke today. I think it was about how the Dems have entered a power sharing agreement, quote unquote, with Republican oh. leadership. Yeah. I think I've, I to, think I've seen stuff about that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so to to like you know make the you know agreement basically that uh, all the major committees are going to have equal representation from <laughs> Democrats and Republicans. Are you fucking kidding me? You have united control of government, and like the time Dude, when people is, just hate Republicans this, more than they ever have. This is how you win, though. It's it's when you when you say oh when you're about to take power and you go in. Right before you actually get to wield that power, psych? and you literally tell the other the other side that you're not going to use that power. This is how we exactly. win. This is how we resist. We have a democratic this is, uh, trifecta this... in government, and they are unwilling to wield it. It is despicable. <laughs> yeah, that's almost like that's a little too on the nose, guys. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it is could we, could power sharing. Fucking could, excuse could you... me, I don't think I heard a Republican saying that. <laughs> power the past sharing. Four years. Yeah, that, that's what I've said before. You know, too the the Republicans, even when the Republicans lose, they uh, they still win somehow. It's yeah, they get to amazing. be the opposition party, which is what both parties want to be, right? The party that just gets to talk shit and doesn't actually have to do anything. Right. Yeah. Oh man, that's my view on yeah, it. Right? You know, it's like, uh, like Mitch McConnell is never happier than when he's in the minority, right? And like, what what do we mm -hmm. see with the Republicans? They're talking a lot of shit about Obamacare, repeal and replace, and they couldn't get a, a healthcare bill done in four years. They couldn't get oh. an infrastructure bill done in four oh, years. So you're saying you you think you think also that the Republicans like not being? I don't know if I agree with that. I I don't know if I'm I don't know if I'm so, with you on this. Well, I think that the thing uh, is that like both the Republicans and the Democrats don't fundamentally want shit to change for, for working yes. people, right? I think they well, both well, no, have a shared class interest in that way. Abs I absolutely agree with that. What, what I'm saying, though, is I, I, I mean, I like I said, I think the dynamic is basically the Republicans overtly try to fuck everything up and the Democrats pretend like they're going to put a stop to it. And just what happens along the way is they make little chips and that's how, like, things, things sometimes it actually, you know, it helps to have them be you know able to do mm -hmm. something right and partly it's because there there's pressure from 
actual, you know, we could we could say genuine like progressives within the party. They're they're you know few and far between, but they they do exist and they do have, uh, you know, they yes. they they are able to talk to the public and and they're and some of them are very you know media savvy and they kind of get stuff out there, which is mm-hmm. good. I'm always I'm 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 personally I'm always yeah. going to say that I would rather have those people doing that than than not have that happening. You know. Um, but but I guess like what what I was gonna say with the like for with the Affordable Care Act thing I th- I think that honestly the republic they they kind of did just lose on that and they and they tried to do everything they could to get rid of it they were able to like we've talked about kind of extensively at this point they were able to get rid of the uh, the penalty right when they set the when they set yeah. it at zero in the tax Mandate. code they were able to do uh, yeah the, the the mandate yeah they were able to i mean that's basically gone now Ho- i mean maybe the democrats will change yeah. that we'll see that would be that would be an inter- that'll be an interesting you know development Whatever. to be watching you know yeah. right well Honestly, yeah and also that, like, the, the mandate was also you know they 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 accidentally did something bullshit. that was that was kind of based for the wrong reasons though <laughs> in 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 it's that true. situation but uh, I don't know. I, I actually kind of so, think that I, I think that Mitch McConnell, when when he's in power, I mean, they they're able to when they're able to get a tax bill done. I personally, I kind of think that I think that's the thing. I think that the Democrats are not that all that against that. A lot of them are just frankly just in no. favor of it. But that that's really like that's it. that's really kind of just um, you know you know, furthering the, the, uh, capitalist class agenda. Whereas when you've got the yep. Democrats, they do that, but they also try to do like other little mitigating things. And I think honestly, at this point, when you don't Ooh, have okay. like, when you don't have like a truly organized, like working class, like kind of like what you had, like in, in the new deal era, when you don't have that, mm-hmm. you don't need all this like mitigation. You don't need all this, like this, like mm-hmm. kind of stuff that is like quasi social democratic. You don't need that. Cause the left isn't like a threat right now. So you can well, do all this I, shit and y- mm-hmm. you know, you know what I mean? It's I like, disagree. I don't know. I disagree. I disagree. No, I like, so I think that like uh, number one, like there was like a strong leftist undercurrent in the new deal era, which I think is probably why a lot of that shit got passed in the first that's place. Exact, right? That's exactly, also, why. that's yeah. exactly why. That's exactly why. I think that's why. Yeah. Cause we're actually yeah. able to organize. Right. And Absolutely. it's like, well, maybe like our organization at the moment isn't exactly in the place where we want it to be, but we just saw like the biggest protest mobilization in the U.S. history over the past summer. Yes, so, like, but what you know, what did we resurgence of union organizing? Right, like I, I, I am actually, I think there is more reason to be hopeful about the organization on the left than there has been for a very long time in this country. Okay, and, um, and I and I don't I don't want to I, I don't want to minimize the the any any protests that happened over the summer. I I but what I I I don't know what we what we were able to gain from that. And I'm not saying it's because those protests were insignificant. I, I but I am saying that it's because I think that both parties but primarily really it was the Democrats were able to so effectively co-opt what was happening or just, and you don't need, or you could not even call it co-opting. You could just say like, take very, you know, minuscule parts of what was being called for and just doing that Mm -hmm. and then pretending like they actually conceded on something when really all they did was just, sorry, go ahead. Not even doing what was asked of them, really. Well, no, yeah, really not doing any, but, but what, what I'm saying is that they were able to do things like when they had their, they were able to, to rename streets and they, and they did the like, (laughs) you know, we've got Kamala Harris is going to be, you're going to have the first, you know, black female VP, you know, things that are like that, that are like nice and symbolic, but like, I really do feel like that was, well, what I'm saying is I feel like they were able to, to do that 
in in place of doing any actual like real like yeah. you know changes to like the criminal justice is what is what has Biden offered on criminal justice? Fucking what, nothing. What dude. are they? Biden what are they planning to do? Crime bill author and me. Well, no, sponsor, but okay, right? but so that's what that's exactly what I'm saying though. I just like I I yeah. think that like. A lot of it, yeah. you know, no, okay. so organizing organizing is is partly right now, uh, I guess, is is inhibited by you know the fact that we should be social distancing too, I guess, right? But like, and I, but I I don't want yeah. like I said, I don't want to minimize the protests. I'm just saying I don't I don't know like what the Democrats actually conceded on that. Whereas if we were to no, when, like when very, I point to the New Deal, what I what I do see is like the de they actually passed laws that like allowed people to unionize, right, and gave like unions yeah. a seat at the table. I, I don't see like mm -hmm. I, I don't know. I guess I, yeah. I don't I don't see so, I don't see that having happened, but I don't know. No. And I don't I don't think that's really gonna happen in a Biden administration either. Um, I don't think so either. Yeah. But you know, just like I you know, like a little point about and this is admittedly a kind of kind of a minor point, but I do think it's important. Um when we're talking about like what the Democrats do versus the Republicans, right? Like Every once in a while, the Democrats will have some kind of like cultural issue that they're right on, but I think that's yeah. primarily their purpose, right? Like that's they, they're, exactly they're it. Not, that's that's exactly not, it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They're not functionally different in like in really really many respects, right? And like ultimately, if it's just like this random cultural issue every once in a while, but they're both collaborating on literally killing people with debt. Uh, personal debt, right? That people have to take on, right, Absol to survive absolutely. in this country. Absolutely, um, and, and they're, my they're, they're indistinguishable. Yeah. Well, and, 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 and but my thing, my thing is too, though, yeah. is like th those those cultural issues aren't nothing to me. Like I. Like, yes, it fucking, of course it matters if, if people are able to get an abortion. And of course it matters if like states, whether, mm -hmm. uh, if they're able to like outlaw gay marriage, like those are actually really fucking important. But, but I guess like what I'm yeah. saying is that, yeah, the Democrats, and I think you would agree with this is that they're able to, to make those, to, to be the, you know, to, to at least pretend like they're the party that's really doing a lot to fight for like the, yeah. you know, the cultural, like the agenda the left, like cultural agenda, which is a right. good thing. Right. They're able to do yeah. that. And then any sort of like they, they still don't have like material politics. And so and the Republicans aren't no. going to do material politics other than, you no. know, passing tax breaks for the wealthy. So that's yes. I guess that's that's what I'm that's what I'm kind of trying to get at. There was a time and, and, I, and, and what I'm saying is I feel like the only time that you can really point to where the Democrats were actually like really accountable to like normal and like working right. people. And, and and it was flawed too, right? Because obviously the New Deal left out of swaths of people, right? Like pe people of color. People of color. This is, women. This is yeah, yeah, exactly, right? But I, I'm just still, if you're just, if through that narrow lens, that, which is something that we need to now be able to see something replicated, but expanded, exp expand the people that, that it benefits, right? We're not yeah. seeing that with the Democratic Party. We're seeing them only embrace no. the cultural stuff and totally, yes. they're totally negating on all the material stuff. That's, you know. Exactly. Right. Yeah. You're exactly right, Tyler. You're exactly right. And that's one of the reasons why I have a hard time trying to give them props for like random right. cultural issues. 
right? Because, you know, like Muriel Bowser, mayor of D.C., can paint Black Lives Matter on the plaza. Yeah. Right. But, you know, if, if police are tear gassing and beating the shit out of protesters demanding an end to racial violence by police. Right. Like, that's not exactly a win. Right. No, that's that. But that's exactly what I'm saying. That's that's what. I, and, and that's why yeah. to me, when I when I look at it and I don't know if I'm just like too cynical, but when I look at like the <laughs> what the protest movements over the summer ultimately culminated in at, mm-hmm. at local levels, there there were there were pro- like there were good things that happened. Right. And some and some True. some some areas really did actually like take some money away from police obviously it wasn't like it wasn't what people were asking it wasn't really what like people were asking for right yes but ultimately at the federal like again like with the biden administration i don't i can't think of a concrete like commitment that that is that is has been made and is likely to actually be carried out that we can see to shoot protesters in the leg what'd you say biden to shoot protesters in the leg Instead of right. the chest, it's the yeah, Biden exactly. Like so, I just, I, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. No, I, th- I think your, your pessimism is well placed. Unfortunately, right. Uh, you know, it's, it's, this shit's horrifying, right? And it's like we all know what's happening. So, I, I don't know. I don't know why I'm arguing with Democrats on Facebook about this shit. It's like the two thousand dollar no. check thing is a no brainer. Right. This, as well as a no brainer, not opening schools is a no brainer. Right. Right. And I would like to just like point out, too, that like all of this is happening in the context of the last coronavirus, quote unquote, relief bill um, that was happening in December, in which, yes, we got six hundred dollars, too. But there's a very, very important subsector of the economy that got some help that I don't think is getting enough attention, which is owners of racehorses. So that is one thing that, uh, you know, I guess they, they determined it was more important than uh, you being able to pay your rent or feed yourself was being able to classify racehorses as property for the purposes of tax write offs. So, uh, it all, you know, America the beautiful, that. you know, <laughs> <laughs> it's all everything we've been working for. That's it. It's all Don't you see? Stuff. This is all we've been working for. Hey, hey, you know what? I uh, personally am a proponent of horse girls, though. So you know, if they want to get, if they uh, if they're able to save a little money, I'm okay. I'm okay with the potentially yeah. my future, uh, my Shut future horse girls, horse girl uh, wife could uh, have some yeah. extra money. Um, so if okay you are a horse girl and you're uh, interested in, in leftist <laughs> politics, hit Tyler up. Yeah, definitely, yeah. Definitely do that. I was about to put my at in there, but I'm actually not going to do that. Just DM, <laughs> just DM, just just DM Sheeple's Army Pod, and usually it's Justin on there, yeah. but he'll he'll uh, yeah, we'll put he'll, you in contact. He'll, he'll relay the 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 uh, info to me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm you know I'm his uh, personal um, personal secretary, you could say. The uh, <laughs> oh man, yeah, yeah no, hey, that's what's up, uh, y'all. Definitely. Um, yeah. Shit, we are at. Oh yeah, we are at like an yeah, hour. We're pretty and late on this. Let's uh, well, let's do our uh, let's do our little our little uh, plugs that we like to do, which are awesome. Um, hit Sounds look good. up uh, Sheeple's Army on Spotify. Hit that follow button. Um, Justin, mm. where else can people find us? Uh, so people can find us at Twitter at Sheeple's Army Pod. Um, please hit us up there if you. 
like what you're listening, uh, like what you're hearing, or if you have an idea for uh, something we should talk about, or if you think we're really wrong and you want to tell us that, please hit us up. Uh, just DM us, DM the Twitter account. Honestly, I would love to hear from you. So just hit us up. Um, and you can also find us over at Apple Podcasts. Please do us a favor and uh, subscribe and leave a rating and review if you can. At least a rating. If you can do a review too, that'd be cool. Um, it really helps people find the show. And if you post a really funny review or, or even just a really good review, we'll send you a hat. Um, Sheeple's Army hat. So you'll be the first in line to get that swag. And uh, serious collector value there. So going to want to invest in that. Definitely. Um, you can also find us on Twitch too, Sheeple's Army Pod. We uh, we we yeah. we go on there sometimes. We might go on there uh, pretty soon. We'll see. Um, For the inauguration, right? Yeah, um, but this this won't be out by then. But uh, anyway, but we'll be on there per- periodically. We we go on there. We do little we do little streams, and it's uh, it's a lot yeah. of fun. You can also so. watch me play Age of Empires or oh, Age that's of Mythology right. on there. Yeah, we've yeah. got our 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 gamer here who does that. Yeah. Yeah, resident gamer, dude. Resident. And gamer. if you want to play with us, uh, if you want to play with me, rather, let me know. I'd love to love to play with some of y'all. Definitely. Um, but for this week, that is gonna do it. We will see everybody next week. Peace.